You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 894 of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Rowland, coming to you on a Sunday afternoon, a special quick-hitting edition of the podcast. I have a guest scheduled to join me later on today on a separate episode that will be actually up on Monday, but in order to not take away from that, and because there was kind of a flurry of news and some audio stuff that I wanted to play for you, this is a special bonus edition on a Sunday. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. So, the news at the top is that Chris Dunn is going to be having arthroscopic surgery on his right ankle as of December 30th in New York at the Hospital of Special Surgery. That's uh, not the injury that Chris Dunn has been dealing with this entire time since he's joined the Hawks. Of course, Dunn was signed to a two-year deal. He is not been on the court just yet with the Hawks. Um, his absence so far has been dealing with the with the um, right knee issue that he's had dating back to January with the Bulls. His last game in Chicago was on January 29th. And the Hawks knew when they signed him that he was still dealing with that with that knee with that knee issue, and it was uh, sort of improving by the day, according to the announcement the Hawks made. But he began experiencing discomfort, which which is the way that the Hawks described it in his right ankle and his lower back, as he began to rip up following uh, that right knee issue. And as a result of that, he went and had an MRI and had a televisit with the doctor, and he was diagnosed with what I'm quoting now as loose cartilage inhibiting his range of motion in the ankle and creating compensations in his knees and lower back, end quote. So as a result of that, he'll be having surgery. It's arthroscopic. It doesn't seem like it's going to be you know that long of a time at the same time. There is no timeline right now for his return to the court. The Hawks are not going to be updating that, at least according to what they said, until after the surgery on December 30th. Hopefully that goes all well. Of course, that's only three days away as I'm recording this now, so it, wasn't, it doesn't have to be so long. But his reevaluation was still scheduled to be at the same time as the Kong Wu's this weekend into Monday. So that's the latest. Chris Dunn, you have to assume now, is going to be out for a little, a little while longer, obviously. You know, we'll see what that, what kind of impact that has. On the bright side, the Hawks are deep. The Hawks have a ton of options. You know, Rondo's coming back, etc., at the same time, Dunn is the kind of guy who, if they wanted to have that particular that particular archetype, he's the only guy on the roster that has that exact same skill set. Obviously, they have guys who can play defense. Cam Reddish, especially, is very good on perimeter guards defensively. And in terms of like an absolutely elite guard defender, Dunn is the best guy on the team for that role. And uh, we'll see what they do now. Obviously, he's you know there are guys that are more valuable than Dunn that they that they absolutely couldn't afford to be without. At the same time, this this roster is not fully realized without him. So. We'll see how that goes in the near future, but that was the uh, the big news of the day on Sunday that sort of prompted me to record this podcast uh, separately. Again, not a necessarily a long-term absence. We'll hope that it's not so long for Chris Dunn, but that is the latest on that front, and the Hawks will be keeping an eye on him, I'm sure, in the near future. Um, before we get to the rest of the podcast, which will have some audio from today from Lloyd Pierce, some updates there, a quick break to hear from our sponsors on the podcast. All right, and we're back. Uh, some updates here from Lloyd Pierce via the Zoom session on Sunday afternoon that I wanted to pass along. The first one that I want to play for you came from a question from Sarah Spencer of the AJC, which I will uh, let you guys hear the question as well. But it's about Rajon Rondo, who did not play on Saturday and who missed the previous game for uh, protocol reasons. So here's the update on Rondo and sort of the where his status is at this point in time. Lloyd, I know Rondo missed a, a little time or wasn't with you guys for a few days. Is he up to speed physically? Like, is he is he ready to go physically? Um, for a thirty-five year old, 
I mean, he's he's probably where he is at the beginning of the year, just trying to get himself back in the shape. And uh, you know, I think I think with Rondo, he, he's gonna he's gonna be smart about his body, and um, you know, he he plays one on one with our guys every day is his way of getting himself going, and he's he's diligent about his work, and he worked out in full today. Uh, but I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be smart about uh, where he is and how he comes along. Uh, you know, he was ready to go yesterday. I told him I didn't have any minutes for him yesterday, just because I didn't think we needed to just bring a guy who's been away for the team for an entire week and just throw him out there as if, you know, that was more important than taking care of him physically. And so it's good to have him around the team and go through the entire workout. I'm sure he's playing once and getting shots up now. But, uh, yeah, we'll be smart, and I think he'll be smart as well. So it was my assumption uh, after the game, or I guess during the game and before the game, even when they announced that Ronald was going to be back in the game. Once he, had, once, he didn't, once he didn't appear, I would say, in the first half, it was very clear on Saturday he was not going to play. And my, uh, my educated guess at that point in time on Twitter that I said it again last night on the podcast – was the fact that Rondo, you know, wasn't necessarily up to speed with being around the team. He hadn't been around the team. Obviously, the health stuff, as you hear from Pierce there, is not necessarily in a bad place. He's an older guy. They're going to treat him with kid gloves. They'll rip him up slowly. That's all smart, I would say, but nothing to worry about, at least according to what Pierce was saying there, and you can take that for what it's worth. Also, uh, next thing I wanted to play for you guys from Sunday afternoon is an update on Daniel Gallinari, who also missed the game. Uh, and this sort of transitioned into a full practice report in terms of health and who participated in practice today. But this is, again, you'll hear Sarah Spencer of the AJC talking, and you get an update on Gallinari and the rest of the guys who uh, participated in practice. Was Gallo able to practice today, or does he still have to, like, stay off that foot? No, everybody worked out today. All the guys were on the court, and um, what time is it? One thirty. We probably went about an hour and 20. We didn't do anything versus each other. It was... Uh, glorified walkthrough, as I call them. Uh, a lot of activity, a lot of teaching, a lot of repetition. We did a lot of stuff versus coaches towards the end, a lot of breakdown shooting. Uh, but everybody went through the workout. It was, it was good. So it is kind of funny to hear uh, basically everyone being listed as practice participants when obviously Chris Dunn was not playing, uh, which you can assume that from the injury report given when, when practice was today and the announcement that came down there in the MRI, et cetera. I, I have to assume that Dunn was not participating in practice today, but other than that, it seems to be pretty positive. Obviously, the, nothing specific on Capella, et cetera. And right now, as, as we record this on Sunday afternoon, the injury report is not out yet for Monday's game. It will be out by the time you listen to this probably. But uh, that will be obviously a big moment in terms of uh, what's going to be available for Monday's home opener. But uh, I, I don't have that information right now, so uh, forgive me on that. But this is my one, my one window to record this quick one before tomorrow, and we'll expand tomorrow on the podcast if we need to. So stay, so stay tuned for that and subscribe. But there you go on that. And the last thing that I wanted to play for you on the pod today is from uh, a question from actually from Kevin Schnard of Hawks.com and ATL29. Shouts to Kevin. Um, on Onyeka Kongwu, who has not played yet, his reevaluation timeline is also this weekend into Monday. So nothing official on that front just now as I record this. But a pretty positive update here. I want to play you what Lloyd had to say about Kongwu and his progress. With regard to Onyeka, has he been able to do enough stuff in practice where you feel like you can start to get some feel for what he can do for the team? Yeah, slowly. Um, you know, it's always – it's hard to evaluate someone if they're not playing live, five-on-five, five, up and down the court against NBA players. He's doing it uh, in spurts, you know, couple, every couple of days. We're not practicing in heavy doses of live contact. 
And so you're getting to see him in the coaches versus games and you're getting to see him in some of the drills. One thing I, I can say is the kid is really physical. You know, he, he's going to be a guy that when he screens, the defender's going to fill him. Um, and he's and he's just an active body. And so you're going to have to really put an engaged defender on him when he's crashing on the offensive glass. You can already see some of those things. Um, you know, we, you, you don't know how his hands are when Trey's driving and throwing lobs or dropping it off. You don't know how his timing is defending pick and rolls. But he's got to work himself into shape. He's got to get himself up to the speed um, of the game. And we won't know that until he can play five on five with uh, with our guys. But we just we don't have an opportunity to play five on five. This schedule doesn't permit you to play live contact in between games. You know, we play tomorrow. We played yesterday. We leave the day after that. And then we're going into, you know, every other day into a back to back. So there, there aren't going to be five on five games with our players for him. So we have to manufacture it in different ways. So that's pretty positive, obviously, with the Kong Wu. I'm not sure when he'll be able to play. We'll know more about that later on today into tomorrow, et cetera. But a pretty uh, optimistic report on him. And he's a guy that I continue to value at a high level. So that'll be intriguing. And he will definitely help the Hawks when he arrives in the near future, hopefully. Um, that'll do it for today's brief episode. Again, I am planning to record with a guest later on today that will be going up around midnight for our Monday podcast. Then we'll have another one after the show on Monday. Uh, sorry, after the game on Monday night. Um, please subscribe to the podcast. This is not my normal audio quality. I'm not my normal setup because this is sort of a quick one, but I wanted to sort of reward some subscribers with this one. I'm not going to do a whole lot of publicity outside of the subscriber base. So hopefully if you're a subscriber to the podcast, you will have this one. If you sub- If you stumble on it, Please subscribe anyway to the show. And again, we'll have uh, more coming later on tonight into Monday. Also, there was a podcast from yesterday on the game itself. So that's an interesting listen if you want to go back and listen to that one about Hawks Grizzlies on Saturday. Again, please subscribe, rate, review, and hopefully you enjoy this quick one. We will see you later on tonight into Monday.